Well, good morning, CR. A few of you are awake. Hey, I am a grateful follower of Jesus Christ that has overcome drug addiction. I still struggle with tobacco, pride, and anger. My name is Ronnie. Man, I just love that. I want to ask you an honest question, and I want to see your hands when I ask this question. And I want you to be honest, because remember, you're in church this morning. But whenever we say the word recovery, how many of you automatically think it's drugs or alcohol? Mm. Can I tell you you're wrong? And we're fixing to tell you why. And this wonderful sister is about to start it. Good morning. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I've had my fair share of hurts in my life. My name is Chris. I came to Woodland Park and Impact Church in February of 2018. Being a new retiree, I found myself with a lot of free time on my hands. I began praying for God to lead me to a place to volunteer within the church. I had heard that Celebrate Recovery provided a meal every Monday night at the church. At that time, I thought that Celebrate Recovery was for people recovering from drug or alcohol problems. So God put it on my heart to volunteer to help serve in the kitchen for those people. After helping the first night, Jeannie asked if I wanted to go upstairs and see what they did up there. Sure, I said. After a few worship songs, Mac Owen stood up to give the lesson. That's when I learned that Celebrate Recovery is for anyone with any hurts, hang-ups, or habits. His words pierced my heart that night. So now I am one of those people, and God clearly didn't send me here just to work in the kitchen. Thanks for letting me share. In church lingo, you you may have heard a little bit of sanctification there, right? What I heard was recovery. See, they're both the same thing. So let's look at this morning at sanctification versus recovery. The meaning of sanctification means to make holy, to set apart as sacred or to consecrate, to purify or free from sin. Recovery means to return to a normal state of mind or strength and free from sin. See, you can reverse them, either one of them, and they will mean the same thing. So today, instead of saying celebrate recovery, let's say celebrate our sanctification, which means they both mean turning over a new leaf in your seat if you're not sitting on it. It's one of these little leaves. Don't write on it. If you have little ones in here, don't let them write on it. Because you're going to need this here in just a little bit. So save it. And now I want to invite a couple of great brothers up. Good morning. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with fear. My name is Kendall. 
So a lot of people ask me what that means, struggle from fear. When I first heard of Celebrate Recovery, I'd just been through a divorce, arrest, and jail. I was struggling with anger and trust and resentment. So when it was suggested to me that I go to Celebrate Recovery, I didn't understand why. Why would I go to a 12-step program? I wasn't an alcoholic or a drug addict, so how could a program like this help me? Because of my arrest, I was also struggling with shame and guilt. But for some reason, I decided to give Celebrate Recovery a chance, and I overcame my fear of being judged. It took a while for me to understand why I was there, but as God broke down some of my walls, what I discovered was people just like me who had struggles of all kinds, trying to find a way with God's help to recover from whatever it was that they were struggling with. What I also found out is that these people weren't judging me. So back to the fear thing. What God revealed as I worked the program and the 12 steps is that all of the struggles that I've had throughout my life have stemmed from some sort of fear. I considered myself a pretty normal guy, and I came from what most would consider a pretty normal family. We had our ups and downs, but we were still normal. But yet, in my life, I've had struggles. I've struggled with lust out of fear of being alone. I've struggled with pride and arrogance out of fear of not being good enough. I've struggled with anger out of fear of not being able to control a situation or a person. And I've struggled with trust out of fear of being hurt. I've struggled with a lot of other things, but they only gave me three minutes to talk today. So, but most of all, I've struggled with religion and God out of fear of the unknown. But because of Celebrate Recovery, and most of all because of God, I've been able to recognize these fears and struggles and work on them through God and my brothers and sisters at Celebrate Recovery. Last month, I received my seven-year chip. I just want to let you know that that does not mean that I'm fixed by any means. But I am a lot better than the first day I walked in. Celebrate Recovery has allowed me to grow true, true friendships with people who are searching for a closer walk with God. I've gotten to know this next man over the last few years, and he's going to share a small portion of his story with you. And this is someone that I'm truly proud to call my friend. Oh, boy, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I've been uh, so thankful to be delivered from depression and anger. And my name's Lowell. So, all right, I'll dive right in here. Um, boy, I was really blessed to gr grow up in a typical Christian home. I had loving parents um, that supported me in everything, one younger sister. I honestly don't recall having any issues while growing up. We were really wanting for nothing. Um, my family went to church every Sunday, and we prayed for at dinner. Um, that, honestly, was my understanding of what it meant to be a Christian when I was growing up. In high school, I was active in church, youth group, but really I didn't see any difference between those in school and those in the youth group. Honestly, I thought um, all Americans were Christians. I honestly 
kind of had a very sheltered life, I guess. But um, um, due to my dad's career, I moved around about every two, three years. And that was very hard on me, and it really developed a self-reliant attitude um, since it was really difficult to make friends every couple of years. And in doing so, um, I depended upon my understanding and strength to define myself. I excelled in sports, school, and hobbies um, in a way to attain self-worth. This grew as I got older. After college, I got married and had three wonderful kids. Uh, life, of me, life for me was going as I thought it should. My architectural career was going well. I had everything society said I had or, I'm sorry, I had everything society said I needed to be happy and successful. For the following 20 years, I continued to rely on my own personal interests to define who I was and how people saw me. But, it didn't, but I didn't let those closest to me in. I really kind of held back my true heart, my true fears. Gradually, I grew depressed and unhappy with who I was. Things that once brought satisfaction no longer were fulfilling. Depression set in pretty heavy about 10 years ago, and I had some pretty seriously dark and heavy thoughts. It didn't even occur to me that I could lean on God for his direction. I tried to fix everything on my own and on my own terms. When my wife of 20 years betrayed me and asked for a divorce, I was absolutely devastated. This was the absolute lowest point of my life. I had hit rock bottom. But I had a choice to react with either self-pity, anger, revenge, but I actually found myself turning to God for answers. This was the actual first time that I sought God. Up until then, I really didn't need God. I put my personal trust I didn't put my personal trust in Jesus. My faith was very much cultural, and there was no personal conviction. Honestly, I kind of had Christianity by osmosis. The storm, this storm was the first time I actually looked to God for hope. The first time I opened up the Bible to actually hear what he had to say. For the first time, I experienced God's true love and peace. I was introduced to CR through a friend of mine who was going through a similar trial and thought it would be kind of good to go through this together. Um, at that point, I was open to just about anything. At CR, I was accepted for who I was, where I was. I didn't have to put on any masks. I didn't have to make it up and make it seem like everything was okay. And this was the absolute first time that I truly saw God's love in people, for real. My wife did leave me, but I now see why God let me go through that trial. So I would put my trust in him and let all of my false assurances fade away. For most of my life, I had God, but it took going through a massive storm, betrayal, and a divorce to truly let God and finally let God have me. Thank you for letting me share. All right, I got two guys coming on up. Hi, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I've been delivered from my struggle with anxiety and I continue to struggle with codependency. My name is Jill. Hey, Jill. 
Hey, um, in September of 2012, I was sitting in church, just like you are today, while Impact was sharing about our first anniversary of Celebrate Recovery. And I listened to several different people describe situations and experiences that sound, sounded familiar to me. Struggles with anxiety, struggles with porn, struggles with control, struggles with finances, struggles with anger. I thought this would help my husband, who had struggles. Because, of course, I could go along and be supportive, but I didn't really have any serious issues. So we showed up Monday night, and then the next Monday night, and now it's been six years. And it didn't take me long to realize that the Lord wanted to use me to share his gospel and celebrate recovery gave me that platform. He uses my flaws and personal struggles to encourage others and to improve my own life and family. And now my husband is going to share his story. Good morning, forever family. All right, that was better than the first service. (laughs) I'm a grateful believer, so, so grateful that Jesus Christ is helping me to recover from sexual addiction. I struggle currently with codependency and control. I'm Matt. I was raised in the church uh, by my alcoholic mother and codependent father. My first sexual memory is being abused by an uncle around the age of five. I carried this secret for a long time, hidden due to fear and embarrassment. These events surely jump-started my sexual activity uh, in my life at a very young age. My older brother always had some porn available, which I was viewing almost daily by the age of 11. I became sexually active at age 13, losing my virginity. And over the next years, I polluted my mind and destroyed many, young, many relationships. <clears throat> After college, I moved to Colorado, thinking that moving away would surely solve these problems. But I still struggled with my sexual sin. I also struggled being single. I felt that I needed someone to take care of. I got married to my first wife, who was abusive for all the wrong reasons. The marriage ended in just over a year. This short marriage affected my whole world and belief system. God began to rebuild some good relationships and friendships afterwards. These men asked me to come worship with them. And I did, and I began to spend time reading the Bible and praying, really praying for the first time in my life. As I drew closer to God, his spirit worked in me, and my entire world was transformed. I still struggled with sexual sin, but I figured it wasn't a real issue. It doesn't have control over me. I was in such denial about this. It had been a part of my life for two decades now. Through this time, God was preparing my heart to meet my wife. Jill and I were introduced by some amazing godly friends. We were married just six months later. Our lives have been perfect ever since. (laughs) Oh, there's some married people in here. Anyway, um, so uh, not quite so. You know, we were struggling. Early in our marriage, we were struggling. And we knew that the Celebrate Recovery Ministry was in our church 
Um, and like many, I believed that it was for those people with substance abuse issues. We started to attend after Celebrate Recovery celebrated their one-year anniversary here in this church and finally realized, I realized that Celebrate Recovery was for everyone. We learned to be honest with our stuff and confront it together. Our marriage has grown so greatly as a result. I'm not a finished work. And through the steps and principles that Celebrate Recovery has laid out, God is still renewing me every day. I know that God led me to Celebrate Recovery and my forever family here in this church, and I will keep coming back. One of my very important recovery verses is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you for letting me share. That first CR Sunday led me to our first Monday night at Celebrate Recovery. Through this process, I learned I was not allowing the Lord to control my life. I was trying to control it myself. And as a result, I suffered from severe anxiety. I had spent my years in college going in and out of relationships, being very promiscuous. At one point, I was in a relationship with a man who was very abusive. After escaping that relationship, my self-worth was torn to shreds. We were apart for a year, and he convinced me to reunite. But he became abusive once more, and I also became pregnant. I was learning very quickly what it meant to put on a mask and pretend all was well when all really wasn't well at all. Six months after the birth of my son, he left me. I was 26, unmarried, and a new mom. Trying to manage everything on my own, I panicked and I racked up a ton of debt, which only created more stress and anxiety. I was feeling more out of control than ever. During this time, a friend invited me to join a Bible study. And it was there that I realized the type of man God had planned for me, and that there was no one man except Jesus Christ who would fill my void. I was stressed over the anxiety I had created in my life, and this group of women loved me anyway and accepted me anyway. And it is in Celebrate Recovery where I continue to develop my relationship with Christ. I've participated in several step studies where I've learned how freeing it is to admit my faults to God and to someone I trust. I found peace in God's word in Proverbs 28:13. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Through these step studies, I've developed lifelong stepsisters who accept me as I am, and so I'm free to come every week as I am. Now when new situations arise, I have a different perspective. I have new healthy tools with which to deal with the issues. I have a team of support with whom I can contact for advice, guidance, and prayer. Even when the impossible seems to be staring me in the face, like when I woke up paralyzed four years ago, God shows me his plan. Clearly, I'm no longer paralyzed, but what's more significant to me than that is how um, this has brought me closer to my Lord. My recovery verse has always been Genesis 50:20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And I know this is true. I know God has brought me through difficult situations and troubling circumstances so that I can be a messenger of his gospel. Thank you for letting me share.
And now one of my lifelong stepsisters is going to share her story. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with food addiction, codependency, and depression. My name is Danielle. I have been in recovery for eight and a half years. Overeating and bulimia were normal for me. I didn't see them as a problem, nor had I heard of food addiction. I mean, come on, everybody's got to eat. How are you going to give that up? My mother convinced me eight and a half years ago, years ago to go to her recovery meeting. I went so she would realize I wasn't struggling. When I refused to admit my powerlessness, I was only deceiving myself. The lie I told myself and others was familiar. I can stop anytime I want to. I'm in control of this. This one won't hurt anything. And all the while, reaching closer to disaster. Disaster. (laughs) I decided to start my road to recovery that night after the first meeting. I got a sponsor and accountability, or sponsor and a plan of action. Three months into my recovery, I had lost 80 pounds. I had a clear mind, and my depression seemed to slip away, and I wanted to help others. I started coming to celebrate recovery shortly after joining Impact Christian Church. It's been such a blessing to be part of a recovery group that points me back to the Lord. Uh, Since joining Celebrate Recovery, I have released resentments and past shame that I was carrying for so long. I choose to continue my recovery, working the 12 steps with the biblical comparisons, working it one day at a time, one moment at a time, with the help of the the Lord and Savior, a sponsor, and accountability partners. I know I'm not alone in this recovery journey. Thanks for letting me share. One of the key things that we learn in Celebrate Recovery is how to forgive. So I want to share with you a little short story about forgiveness. It has set me free, and it changed my life forever. As a child, I was physically abused by my ex-stepdad, and I would grow to despise and hate him for most of my life. For 24 years, that anger and bitterness and unforgiveness, it controlled my life. But a few years ago, I was able to forgive that man. One day, I called my baby brother, and I asked him for his dad's phone number. I called this man, and I told him that I forgave him, and that I knew it wasn't him, it was the alcohol. I called this man my Facebook stalker. He friended me on Facebook, and any time I posted something scriptural or or a biblical aspect as it pertained to my life, within seconds, he would either like it or comment on it. Six months after forgiving him, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Six months later, he passed away. You see, my forgiveness had a ripple effect. Not only has it set me free, but it set him free as well. Dang it. And I know today he is dancing on streets of gold.
John 8, 36 says, He who the Son sets free is surely free. Thanks for letting me share. <clears throat> now I want to introduce a very special lady to me, my beautiful wife. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I've overcome many hurts and hangups from divorce and abuse in that marriage. And I currently struggle with overeating, and my name is Jennifer. After graduating from college in July of 2000, I returned to my hometown of Las Cruces, New Mexico. Shortly thereafter, I got a job in urban planning in Albuquerque, and I relocated there. I was on this new journey and naturally felt the desire to find someone to spend my life with. I was not very confident about my appearance, and because of this, I fell for the first man who showed any interest in me. He was about 10 years older than I was. He charmed me and told me all the wonderful things that every woman wants to hear. After about six months of dating, he asked me to marry him, and I accepted. Within a few weeks after getting married, the man that I thought I had married was gone. The verbal abuse and emotional abuse began right away. The threats of violence came shortly after that, and then finally the actual physical abuse set in. I was working with many wonderful people who knew, despite my creative stories, that my husband was abusing me. Several of those people helped me to plan an escape, and I ended that marriage in 2009. I closed the door on that part of my life, buried all those hurts that I endured during that time, and I swore that I would never think of it again. In 2012, Ronnie and I got married, and while I was really happy to be sharing my life with him, all of those hurts and hang-ups that I never dealt with from my first marriage followed me right into my second marriage. These hurts and hang-ups were beginning to cause some serious problems for us. In 2013, Ronnie and I were on staff at a church in Riodoso, New Mexico. We were put in charge of this new ministry that the church was planning to launch. The ministry was called Celebrate Recovery. Ronnie naturally took the lead and took on the role of ministry leader. I just planned on being in the background, um, just to help wherever needed. I didn't really feel like this ministry was for me because I didn't have anything to be in recovery over. But one night, I was able to sit down and listen to one of those lessons that my husband was teaching, and just like that, I realized I needed this ministry just as much as everyone else there. I realized at that moment that I had never dealt with the hurts that developed during my first marriage. And I'm not talking about the physical hurts, but the emotional ones. I never dealt with the emotional hurt that came from being abused by a person that vowed to love me unconditionally. I never dealt with the hurt of feeling abandoned by my family in my darkest days. I never dealt with the anger and the resentment that I felt toward myself for having ever married that person. In realizing all of that, I realized that these hurts were affecting my marriage. They were affecting my role as a wife and as a mother. I began to work the steps and the principles and accept that it was time to deal with these hurts and to change the destructive path I was headed down. After completing a full year of the program, I was able to clearly see a different me unfolding. I was becoming a better mother and a better wife. I was able to accept that my husband, Ronnie, was not going to treat me the same way that my ex-husband did. I was able to see him differently and to love him in a different way, which changed our marriage 
I was, about to re I was also able to restore relationships with my sisters and my stepmom and also several other family members. Celebrate Recovery brought peace and joy back into my life at a time when I thought perhaps I would never see those things again. Thank you for letting me share. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with sugar and tobacco addictions, and I'm Gigi. I had my daughter at the age of 37 as a single parent. Ten years ago, on December 5th, I lost my only child, Molly, in a drunk driving accident. I have never in my life experienced such gut-wrenching pain nor do I think I ever will. Molly was my life. Grief for me has been a roller coaster that I realize I will ride until the day I see my sunshine girl in heaven. The first three years after Molly's death, as I look back through my journals, I would continually ask God to just take me home. I was a... <laughs> functioning, grief-stricken mom. Seven years ago, I was blessed to become part of the team to help launch our Celebrate Recovery. What Celebrate Recovery has done for me as I have stayed the course is to really open my eyes to behaviors and habits I had never dealt with in a healthy way. This group of people have shown me what a true forever family is, and we have shared our darkest behaviors, which we have been forgiven for. Once these things are out in the light, we can better become the people God made us to be. I have learned to trust God, as well as my sponsor and accountability partners with my innermost secrets, and receive true healing in a step study in August 2017, I shared that I know the scripture that God works all things for good, but I would never see the good in Molly not being here. I believe there are many in this room that can relate to this, whether you have lost a beloved grandparent, a parent, a sibling, a best friend, an aunt or an uncle, loss is loss, and we miss these special people. I went home and thought about my statement, and I had to say to myself, if this is going to be my thinking, how can God ever really heal my broken heart? <clears throat> it is like a light switch went on. And I finally knew with clarity my purpose as long as I am here. It was such a great feeling, and now I wake up most days thinking about who I can bless and what God has in store for me today. I get melancholy at different times missing my mall doll, but I have acquired tools through working the 12 steps and eight principles of Celebrate Recovery that helped me to deal in a much healthier way. Thanks for letting me share.
If we could just take a moment and thank everybody that spoke today. That was not easy to do. So. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, sober now 29 years, and I currently struggle with anger. My name is Lee. I've recently come out of denial on a lifelong struggle. It was passed down from my father, and as hard as I tried not to, passed on to my kids. While there have been years of defeat, we have recently started to see some victories. So I stand here in front of the church today to acknowledge that I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> see, it's good to laugh, isn't it? And that's something we, we like in Celebrate Recovery is we are celebrating our recovery. We're not just enduring it. And that's one of the greatest gifts God's given back to me is the ability to laugh with others and at myself. But I've years of victory in some areas. God is continuing to change me, to reveal areas that needed healed, to sanctify me. As our leaders shared parts of their lives with you today, did any of it resonate with you? Was there something that God has been whispering to you, or as in my case sometimes, shouting at me, that needs to be turned to him for healing? Isn't it time to turn over a new leaf, so to speak? Forget about New Year's resolutions. Think about allowing Jesus to make you a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. While we are a new creation, we have to learn a new lifestyle and have new ways of thinking. How many of you still think CR is for drugs and alcohol? On the last Monday of the month, we have something we call chip night. There's a chance for us to celebrate our recovery. We laugh and cry and applaud one another's victories. Sometimes it's a month, six months, a year, or 20 years. But it all starts with a blue chip. That's the surrender chip, and it marks the first day of our recovery from whatever our hurt, hang-up, or habit is. We invite you to write down a struggle on one of those sticky note leaves that Ronnie was talking about earlier. Then bring it up to the front, drop it in one of these baskets, and when you do that, grab a blue chip. If you like, we have people here that will pray with you, and. Uh, be happy to talk more about Celebrate Recovery. We invite you to come up if you'd like to accept Jesus as Lord as well or to get baptized. We're always open to baptizing people. As the band plays the next song, please, we invite you to come as you are. You bring restoration You bring restoration You bring restoration To my soul You bring restoration 